It's the big day, the moment all of Ka Yisrael was anticipating finally arrives. And Moshe Rabbeinu tells Zahar Nakoin, Approach the Mizbeach, and perform the Avoidah. Step up and take the ball and get on the mount. This was Zahar's big day. He knew it, everyone knew it. So why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to prompt him? Why did he have to remind and encourage him to approach the Mizbeach? So Rashi explains, Moshe had to order Aharon to do so. Aharon was bashful, and he was afraid to approach the altar. So Moshe said to him, Why are you ashamed? You were chosen to do just this. And the Mepharshim explained, The reason that Aharon hesitated was because he saw the calf that he was about to slaughter, and it reminded him of the eagle. And since he was instrumental in the Cheta Eagle, therefore he was reluctant to approach the Mizbeach. The Kotzka Rebbe offers a beautiful homiletical insight into this Rashi. He says, Moshe told the Haran, Loma It is specifically because you are ashamed. That is why you were chosen. The idea that you are embarrassed and humiliated, that is the sign of a true leader. A true leader is one who takes ownership of his mistakes and not try to find blame elsewhere. They own up and identify their shortcomings and their failures, and then they are able to rectify them. If we examine the words of Rashi, we find something very interesting. Rashi uses two emotions, two feelings that Aharon felt at that moment. Shehoi Aharon boish v'yarei, embarrassed and fearful. However, Moshe replies, lama ata boish. He only addresses one feeling. He doesn't talk about Aharon's fear. So why does Moshe address only one of Aharon's feelings? So there's a huge difference between shame and fear. Shame and embarrassment is for something done in the past. Being afraid and fearful is to face something in the future. So Moshe was telling Aharon something very profound. Your shame and indignity is commendable. That is why you are perfect for the job. But now is the time to drop the yira. Let go of your fears. It is time to move on. Look to the future without any fear and anxiety. Shlomo Melech says, Sheva yipal tzadik v'kam. Seven times that tzaddik falls and he gets up. He falls, but he doesn't go into depression. He doesn't fold up and plunge into the abyss. He rises even stronger and better than before. There's a famous story brought down by the Gemara Masechtas Gittin. The Gemara says that after Bar Kamsa was un- unceremoniously expelled from that infamous party, as payback, he advised the king to send an animal to Yerushalayim to see whether the Eden would sacrifice it. On the way to Yerushalayim, Bar Kamsa made a blemish in the animal, disqualifying it from the Mizbeach. But despite the blemish, the Rabbanim figured that they should sacrifice it for the sake of peace. However, Rabbi Zachary ben Avkilas, who was the head of the Sanhedrin at the time, said, if we bring this carbon, people would think that it's permissible to sacrifice a carbon with a mum, and the true halacha would be forgotten. So he vetoed sacrificing that blemished animal. And as we know the rest of the story, the Romans were so incensed at the Rabbanah for turning away their carbon that they began the process which led to the destruction of the second base Amikdash. And the Gemara says, Amar The humility of Zerbzchari ben Avkilis surfaced Heichelenu, destroyed our base Amikdash, and exiled us from Eitz Yisrael. And there's an obvious question here. 
Why is this called humility? You can say the zealousness or the righteousness of Reb Zechariah ben Avkilas, but humility? What about this episode highlights his humility? So I once heard a beautiful explanation. The Gemara says that when any question is posted to the Sanhedrin, the lowest ranking member of the Sanhedrin renders his decision first, and then they continue asking all the others, all the way up to the head of Sanhedrin, and then they tally up all the votes and the majority rules. Because if they would begin with the head of the Sanhedrin, no one would dare to rule against them. So in this case, when they asked if they should bring this blemished animal on the Mizbeach, Rabbi Zechari ben Avkidus, even though the consensus was that he was the Rosh Sanhedrin, but he was humble, and he went first, and he said, I ruled that we should not bring it as a carbon. And once he came down with his verdict, no other member of the Sanhedrin had the audacity to oppose his decision. And that is why Rabbi Yochanan said, An son shal ben He was bemoaning this negative form of humility. This misplaced humility ended up destroying the Beis HaMikdash. There's no doubt that humility is an essential and even praiseworthy trait. But there's also a negative form of humility. There are times in life when a person needs to put his anivas aside and step up and take responsibility. But Moshe Rabbeinu Mitzrayim, when he saw a Mitzri hit a Yid, the Pasuk says, He looked around and he didn't see any person. So he went ahead and he killed the Mitzri. Asked the Balatanya, how could the Torah say he didn't see anyone? The next day they reported this incident. So obviously there were people there. Says the Labavitcher Rebbe, V'yar ki ein ish. Moshe looked around and he didn't see a ish. He didn't see anyone that is willing to step up and be a ish. He, he didn't see anyone that is willing to be a man and take responsibility. So Moshe decided that he will be the ish and he will take matters into his own hands. And that was the message he told his brother Aharon. Ki This is your moment. Step up and seize the moment. We can't play the humility card when it's our time to step up and take charge. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.